Hi everyone, before we start this episode, I wanted to make a quick announcement on what is currently happening around the world and centered in the U.S. We need to make sure that we are all in solidarity in making positive change so that what happened to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmed Aubrey, Eric Garner, Trayvon Martin, and countless other black men, women, and children never happens again. Please find ways to educate yourself on how to help. And I wanted to share ways on how to get started through the media you consume. You can start by reading How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi. This book gives you a roadmap on how to start practicing activism for the Black Lives Matter movement and how you can change your daily life to be anti-racist. It is not enough to be not racist. We need to be anti-racist and work to demolish this concept from our society. There is also Me and White Supremacy by Layla F. Saad. This is a workbook that allows you to recognize the white privilege within you and teaches you how to be a better ally to the Black Lives Matter movement. In terms of podcasts, you can start by listening to 1619, which is hosted by Nicole Hannah-Jones. It analyzes the concept of slavery and how it has impacted America and Black Americans in terms of politics, healthcare, economy, entertainment, and the very land they walk on. In terms of films, you can watch Dear White People, If Bill Street Could Talk, Moonlight, The Hate You Give, Hidden Figures, or When They See Us. And lastly, please do the work to diversify your feed and find and support authors, writers, artists, and every kind of influencer that lives a life much different from yours. It's by listening to others who are much different than us that we learn to be more open-minded. Stay safe and do your best to make the world more accepting, more kind, and more just each and every day. Have you ever wondered what happens after ever after? Have you always yearned to know if the end is really the end? No? Well, you're gonna find out anyway. We're your hosts, Andy, Tammy, and Gina. This is Two Division. Hello everyone, welcome once again to Two Division Disney Sequels Explained. I'm your host Gina and as always I am honored and delighted to have two of my best friends with me today. As always, Tammy and Andy. Hi guys! How is it going? I know it's bad, but let's let's <laughs> let's try to bring some positive positivity into the lives of the people. <laughs> How are you? Uh tired tired and just wanting things to start changing you know yeah what we can do is just is just post awareness on social media and just keep trying to support people as much as we can support black voices and media social media influencers and just be aware of our own privilege and just keep educating ourselves great that's uh that's i couldn't have said it better how about you andy uh, I've been feeling like crap. <laughs> uh, like, like a, lot of people, a crap? I, okay, sorry. Like, what? No, it was just a bad joke about Sebastian. About, but. No, I did say that because it's a PG-13. It is not. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've been feeling like crap. And, is it PG-13, yeah, though? No, we're not. <laughs> we are not. Yeah, sorry. Sorry for um, interrupting again. No, don't worry. I just don't want to talk about it anymore. So, just... 
go ahead, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, it it has been uh, very tiring days uh, emotionally and, you know, just everything. But just everything that Tammy said, there's nothing else that I could add that, w that would, sorry, there's nothing else that I could add that would add any value. So let's go with what Tammy said and let's just be kind to each other and be informed and don't be afraid, guys, because fear will just lead to more of this for much more time to come and that's if if something good has to come out of this it's that it's it, it has to bring change i don't know it just has to mm -hmm. because if not what why what is this all for you know so yeah mm -hmm. with that said let's uh try to think of better things Kinda, I mean, sorta, but <laughs> at least we're gonna have fun talking about them. Uh, today we are talking about The Little Mermaid 3, Ariel's Beginning. Yay! This is Yay. the last movie, the last direct-to-video uh, sequel that Disney has released up until today, on 2020. And... It was released in 2008. It is the last piece of the Little Mermaid trilogy. The thrilling trilogy yeah. of the Little Mermaid. And it is a prequel. Yay, we love prequels love in those. this podcast. Trickles always turn out great, guys. Um, so last time when we talked about the Little Mermaid, we had our guest Meg. She's unfortunately not here with us today. And... In that episode, we shared our memories of The Little Mermaid, the original one, and we figured it would be too repetitive to share them again. So just like in summation, I think we can now just agree that Ariel, like we're 90s kids, we grew up on Ariel, and <laughs> she is, yeah. she was the beacon of light on the princess catalog that came in the 90s, if If it weren't for Ariel, we wouldn't have Mulan and Belle and Jasmine and Pocahontas. So Ariel's legacy is a great one. Uh, I don't think that's an overstatement. I think she is one of the most recognizable princesses, one of the most beloved princesses. A lot of my friends, when you ask them, what's your favorite princess? Ariel is usually top three. I don't know if you guys yeah, have noticed always. that. Yeah, Yeah, so, oh, and we all loved The Little Mermaid too, right? <laughs> I mean, I did. Tammy? I do. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Like yeah, because, yeah, I know. Well, you can listen to that episode if you don't know exactly what Tammy is talking about. But, I mean, at least for Andy and for myself, I think we have a soft spot for melody and the story And, you know, I don't think it was that big of a letdown for such a, an iconic movie as The Little Mermaid. But today we're not talking about The Little Mermaid 2, we're talking about <laughs> The Little Mermaid 3. So how does that compare to its predecessors? So we're going to start with some of our memories of The Little Mermaid 3, if we have any. So let's just share, like, previously, previously to this podcast, what was your experience with this movie? Tammy? Oh, I remember watching this. I really loved it as a kid. I, um, I, ex I exactly remember where I was when I first watched it. I think I was in a tennis tournament abroad, like in a, oh, I think wow. maybe it was in Indonesia. Because I remember that trip very vividly. <laughs> it was because I, um, 
I it was the first time I really paid attention to animation and it was like when I I remember when I I watched Little Mermaid 3 and I watched Pocahontas and when I watched Pocahontas I just remembered being so enthralled by how they um, designed the nature scenes and the water scenes and it made me really sad about how like it just made not sad but it just gave me wonder about how the world used to be before industrialization and I thought that was really beautiful that they were able to capture that in animation. And then I watched The Little Memory 3 right after that. And I remember really enjoying it because I loved all the sisters. I loved how they had um, different, different, all different personalities. I knew who they were. And I thought that was really fun and added a lot to the story and to um, Ariel's family history. And I, and uh, well, Gina already mentioned before when she's going to get into it about the designs, which I now see the problem with, <laughs> which is like the complete opposite of their personalities. But I just thought it was, I thought it was really fun. And um, I really, I really liked it. And I'm pretty sure I watched it more than once. That is not my opinion now. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, oh. 12 years later. Is it 12? I think it's 12. Um, Andy? I do remember when this movie was coming out. I do remember that because I remember that Disney Channel advertised it. And I remember that actually they had those little capsules with um, the making of the movie. And I know because of that, that the director of this movie has actually just been a composer, like a musical composer for, for scores, for animated movies. And this was her first directorial debut. I don't know if she's done anything else, yeah. but I just thought it was really interesting. Girl. How do you how Girl. did you jump from That's music really to cool. that? that Girl, did you know like the director is Peggy Holmes? I was gonna bring it up, but now that you mention <gasps> it, it, it's Peggy Holmes. Like this is her first yes, what? this was her first movie, but then she moved on and she directed the two best Tinkerbell movies, which is Secret <gasps> of the Wings and Pirate Fairy. And that's mm -hmm. what I know. That's where I know her from. And when I read her name in the credits, I was like, "That sounds familiar." And then, like, it just clicked to me. Like, oh yeah, that's the, the Tinkerbell director. Like, not all of them, but the best ones. No, you said that. You said that name, and I was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I do remember her from those movies because those are the best Tinkerbell movies. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right, and you should say it. And with that but, information yeah, okay, in my so mind, so now we know more about her. Yeah, with, like with that information in my mind, this I think this really feels like a Peggy Holmes movie, and that sounds like this is like some author movie, and it's not. But I just feel <laughs> like her essence is in this movie, just like it is in the the Secret of the Wings and Pirate Fairy. I just like this is a very Peggy Holmes movie, if that makes sense. How do you say it? Okay, we will see it around the way. Uh, but yeah, um, after that, I think that I, I watched it, and that was it. I didn't think much about it, but then I remember that when I told a friend that I was doing this podcast, uh, she told me that, oh my God, you're going to suffer with the Little Mermaid tree because Ariel is her favorite princess and her favorite movie and mm. her everything. And it's like, I tolerated Little, Little Mermaid too, but this is awful. And this is like my least favorite movie ever. And I didn't remember it being that bad. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But then I watched it. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Okay, thank you for that. And uh, for me, I think I don't have a lot of memories from when this was coming out. Uh, I think by this time I had just like on 
clicked with the Disney sequels, like, completely. And this is the last one, so, like, very late in the game, Gina. But, like, at this point, <laughs> I was just, like, not interested. And I remember it being advertised, but I don't remember having any kind of feelings towards it. Like, the way that I remember of Cinderella 3, for example, that I was like, yeah, no, that's not something I'm interested in. I I kind of remember watching the the advertising for The Little Mermaid 3, and I was like, meh, I guess. I guess I guess it's something that it's been done, and none of the trailers really caught my attention, and I didn't think much of it. I don't know what possessed me to watch it years later. I think because, uh, as we have mentioned before in the in the show, we all three of us are YouTube editors, YouTube non slash Disney editors, which means that we edit videos to Disney movies and non Disney movies. And uh, The Little Mermaid 3 actually is used a lot in aerial it's videos. very popular, especially for aerial content. For aerial content, yeah. I mean, it's not like Cinderella 3 where she has the best <laughs> expressions, but it's just a lot of, like, fun moments, and and the animation is, like, really, like, crisp. I want to say, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the right word, but it just feels like, you know, it's, it's, it's more modern, so it looks quote-unquote prettier than the 1989 one and so i think mm-hmm. that's why people kind of want like to edit with it because ariel just kind of looks like i don't know more modern and i think that Fuller. after watching a lot of non-disney videos with this movie like being edited into them I think curiosity got the best of me and I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this movie because at one point maybe I can use it for my videos and I I should probably get to know the story um, and the movie so I can know where to find the scenes I'd like. So I was very pragmatic mm-hmm. <laughs> into my watching of this movie. I wasn't watching it because I, I, I wanted to watch it. I just want, watched it because I felt like I needed to for my hobby, I guess. And... I don't know when this was, to be honest, probably around between 2011 and 2014. I cannot put my finger on when it was um, because it made very little to no impact in me. I just remember (laughs) watching it and then moving on with my life. I didn't think much about it. I didn't feel any kind of like hate. I didn't feel any kind of like love. I just felt like, okay, so this is a movie that they made with The Little Mermaid, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And whenever someone asked me, like, well, not directly, but like whenever I had to voice my opinion on this movie, I really don't, didn't know what to say. I just kind of like, oh, well, yeah, I watched it. It's okay, I guess. But um, I think my feelings in this uh, more recent viewing are turning more into the negative side and that's kind of bad because I don't want to <laughs> be negative and then I don't I don't want to like um th- trash on this movie especially like now knowing that this is Peggy Holmes first movie and I'm like okay girl <laughs> you did your best but uh, yeah I don't think it's good I don't think it's fun and yeah so we're gonna get into that um once we get to talk about that movie and that is now, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, as I said, The Little Mermaid 3 came out in 2008, directed by Pei Holmes, and it is a prequel. And uh, just... Oh, wait. Well, so, the title is actually Little Mermaid 
three Ariel's Beginning. And I don't know about you guys, but if I just read the name Ariel's Beginning, I would I would expect a very different movie than this one. I don't know if you guys have any comments on that. Mm. Well, now that you're thinking about it, I guess, because it doesn't, it's, the thing is, it's, Ariel's Beginning gives a more staky kind of plot. This is like a very nothing plot, you know, like uh-huh. she didn't really begin here. <laughs> she just yeah. brought music back to her kingdom. It was a very long TV show episode. So uh, I get what you're yeah. saying that it, the, the title doesn't really go with what we were given. Now that we are talking about the TV show, yeah. I actually think I watched it when I was a kid. I loved it, and mm-hmm. I actually think that that is a more fitting title for the TV show. Mm-hmm. Like Heroes oh, Begins yeah. was literally the TV show, and also I'm mad because they don't respect the canon of the TV show on this movie, <laughs> and that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it could be that maybe it was after this movie, but I don't know. I don't know. It seems iffy. She looks no. the same. She looks the same. Not, yeah. Not a lot of time could have ha- could have happened after this and the original movie. I don't know. Now that you bring the TV show, I just read on IMDb like one of the trivia facts is that this actually like creates a contradiction with the TV show because there is an episode in the TV show where she meets Flounder, and uh, yeah. in this movie she meets Flounder. <laughs> so like, what is the truth? And the TV show. Yeah, and the TV, TV show, show yeah. they meet that was like first, first starters. Yeah, it was first, and also I think it's a better story because they met when they were children, and I think definitely when you watch The Little Mermaid, you feel like this has been a friendship that's been going on for years, and mm-hmm. if we go by how Ariel looks in The Little Mermaid three, this is not far from the original movie because. She she looks exactly yeah. the same and Flounder looks exactly the same, so it's, it's mm-hmm. just like a couple months at most between this <laughs> and the original one, and it just kind of feels uh, odd, you know. But okay, yeah. so before we get okay. into more discourse on on this, that it's of course gonna bring come up again. Um, so let's start with our recap, and I want to ask you guys for help because I watched that last week, and I don't know if I'm gonna be able to catch all the details as much as I would have wanted to. And I know Tammy knows this movie better, so I'm gonna try to do the recap unless you want to do it, and if and if not, I'll do it, and you just help me. Yeah, we will have you. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So the movie starts with narration by Sebastian and the actor Samuel w. Samuel W. Wright. He comes back to reprise his uh, role as Sebastian, and he narrates the story of when Ariel was a little girl and Queen Athena was alive, who is, of course, Ariel and all her sister's mom and the king's um, wife, and she loved music. And the thing is that all around the kingdom, there was always music playing, and music made everyone happy, and it was something that was very important to Triton and the sisters and the queen and Ariel, of course. Until one day, they are all playing by, like, a shore, and Queen Triton gives Queen Athena this music box, and I think it, they say that it's for, like, their anniversary, which is, like, very sad, uh, thinking about what's coming soon. Um, so King Triton gives uh, Athena this music box. Uh, inside there's a little figure of 
part of them dancing and it has this song that Queen Athena sings and she loves it. And then out of nowhere, this pirate ship comes out and it's going to crash onto the shore and everyone flees. But Queen Athena drops the music box and she dives to get it. But when she's getting it, the pirate ship kind of crashes and we are uh, made to assume that Queen Athena died, crashed by that ship. Um, but the music box survived. It's just like there, like buried somewhere. But Actually, uh, Queen Triton got it. Like he retrieved it and then he just dumped it into the, the ocean. He just like oh. cheated it. <laughs> Yeet. <laughs> this yeah. bitch empty. Uh, Yeet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, but it's kind of interesting how this how this scene was laid out. Uh, I, I don't understand because it's just like, it's so dramatic, but in a weird way. Like, it, it has, like, fade-ins and fade-outs into, like, the things that are happening, and it's all slow motion. And it's supposed to be sad, but it just rem it just reminds me of those kind of edits of Indian soap operas. <laughs> and I, I just started laughing, and I felt oh, so bad because it's supposed to be, like, a sad thing but i remember that it's the little mermaid tree so i just kept on laughing <laughs> i just wanted to point that out just i don't know if that like jumped onto any of you guys but it was weird i think it, it definitely it makes it look more dramatic than it actually feels and i don't know why that is maybe because we just don't get a lot of time with queen athena yeah and the shape kind of comes out of nowhere and everyone kind of scatters like immediately uh except for her and it's just it just the the yeah. timing and the pacing of the scene don't doesn't actually like play it looks like it could have been avoided yeah, <laughs> exactly definitely. i think so too I, it looks like if she just swam a little faster like she could have made it out <laughs> and like if and she was didn't the stand box worth it yeah, exactly. She was, she was helping her daughter first, and then she saw the music box. But, like, you could have left the music box there. You really could have. Yeah, they could have yeah. left it out, and maybe she sacrificed herself for one of the daughters, you know, and she was saving yeah. one of the kids, and that's how she got trapped herself. And that would have had a more dramatic, you know, effect. Mm -hmm. And now that we are, <laughs> now that we are uh, in this pause talking about Queen Athena, I hate Queen Athena's design. I hate it. I think <laughs> the most oh. lazy design I've seen in in some of these sequels, and that's saying a lot. This oh is just God. Ariel. More than the the dog with hair. No, that that takes <laughs> that takes a cake. But and that like that wasn't lazy. That was just on drugs. But this is kind of lazy. <laughs> that was furry. Yeah, because Queen Athena has Ariel's face. She has Ariel's face, the the same eyes, just different shade of the eyes, and the same hair. She just has different shade of hair, and like she just, you know what she looks like? She looks like Ariel in The Little Mermaid Two, where she's like older, but she has more yeah. hair, and she's a mermaid. I, I think guess. that they they try to do like, oh, Triton is more hard than Ariel because she looks more like her mom. But this is like not the way to do that's it. That's too deep for you this didn't movie. Do anything. You didn't do anything new. I don't yeah. think that's what they go they were going for. And to be honest, they didn't even in insinuate that. Like I can see no. that, yeah. but that was like not in not shown at all. 
to me, it actually made <laughs> okay. it weirder because, you know, whenever they have these, these father-daughter moments, it just looks like Queen Athena. And, like, it just kind of <laughs> gives it a creepy vibe. Like, is she thinking about his wife when, she, when he sees Ariel? It's just weird. And I, I don't know. I think, you know, the, the woman had seven daughters. And out of all of them, she looks just <laughs> she only looks like, like the youngest. She didn't inherit any kind of genes to the six previous children. <laughs> I don't know. It's I mean, she did because they all kind of have the same face, but she's definitely she was definitely designed to look like Ariel and to reminisce it, reminisce of her most out of all of them because of course Ariel is the main one. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, it just feels like you could have done something more interesting and maybe kind of add some little details of all seven dollars, like maybe she had, you know, Arista's hair and she had Ariel size and she had this and this and this and that out of all of them. And mm-hmm. she could have looked a little more mm, organic, I, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, but she would look like a, a, a character. Cool. She would look like her own character, not like oh, she's Ariel's mom because she's a clone of Ariel. <laughs> but okay, that, that was just my rant on Queen Athena. Great name, by the way. I love her name. And, <laughs> yeah, so Queen Athena dies. And after that, King Triton is so heartbroken that he forbids any kind of music in Atlantica. He outlaws music for good. And so after that, no one is allowed to sing or play instruments or dance or nothing at all. And if they are caught doing that, they're going to prison. So they are just telling the same story over and over again. Yeah, I cannot. Uh, okay, can, can we? Okay, can we talk about that, or can we? We can talk not, about it later after the recap. Okay, <laughs> I have so many things. This is Footloose. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen Footloose, but this is Footloose. I was okay. This is that's the thing that I was going <laughs> to say. That it's just it's I it's not even they don't even try to 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 mask they. It's footloose. They didn't even try. Why did they do that? And what did they choose? Oh, okay. the Little Mermaid. Of course, like Ariel's beginning was footloose. That yeah, obviously. And the, the, why? <laughs> Let it out. Let it why out. Why Ariel? I have some questions. Please do. Some Go questions. ahead. Oh, I was going to do them after we finish oh, the recap. Oh, okay, and okay. Then I have my questions. Save them then. <laughs> um, so he, forbi- he forbids music, and then the years pass. It's now 10 years later. All of the princesses share the same room. Is this, is this in the original movie? Like, do they all share the same room? Because it looks small. Yes, I think they were. Yeah, all- yeah. I think it was. Okay. So it's 10 years later, they all share the same room with the tiny beds and the giant window with no crystals on it, I guess. And I mean, why would you need windows anyway? And we get introduced to a new character, to two new characters, of course. Uh, and this is our villain for the movie. I'm using the term villain very loosely. And mm-hmm. this is Marina Del Rey, who is the sister's um, gov- governess. Is that the word that they use? Governess, yeah. 
So what what is that? Like a teacher? Like a babysitter? Like a nanny. Like okay. a nanny. Damn. It's like nanny for princesses. I remember that because of Barbie and the Twelve Dancing Princesses. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, we should talk about <laughs> the Barbie movies. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, so it's Marina who is the governess of the princesses. And Benjamin, who is a manatee, and he is Marina Del Rey's right hand, and he is the cutest and the best part of all of this movie. Like, period. he's the best character. He With is the Little Mermaid movies. He's his TV show. Where, yeah, he's the only reason I would dare to watch this movie again because he, I think, he's just so adorable and kind of sassy. And he's very funny, and he's not trying to be funny. He just is. And, yeah. It's because he has, like, a really soft voice. He like has he a soft voice. Like and he just like, barges in into conversations where he's not invited <laughs> to. And, and, like, there's, like, this moment. I, I think Tammy will, will tell it better. But I think the sisters are having an argument. And I think one of them yeah. says, like, I was having my beauty sleep. And... I think one of the sisters says something like, oh, it didn't work. And then Benjamin just goes, I think you look lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just very cute. It's very part of the movie. It's <laughs> wonderful. Just a ray of sunshine. He, yeah, he's just like the embodiment. He's like the best. I wouldn't say the best, but like the, the most good. He's the like most good. Ever. Like the goodest boy. To do what's the goodest boy. <laughs> the goodest of boys. Exactly. I love him. He's adorable. And his design is also really adorable. He's like Winnie the He's Pooh. He's squishy. Underwater. <laughs> he is kind of like Winnie and Pooh. Just, I hadn't made that connection. Just how he closes the film is amazing too and true to character. Just being yeah. Marina's therapist in jail. <laughs> like I can totally see her being better because of Benjamin when she's able to get out. If Aww. she's ever going to get out. Oh, that's so cute. Oh my god. Right. I don't okay, just just the fact that we talked talk about her in jail just reminded me of the end and I have things <laughs> to say. But we should go. We will get there. It like flashed back into my brain, the exact scene. <laughs> and I just gotta talk about it. Like go on. Yeah. Okay, so Continue. Marina and Benjamin uh come in to wake up the sisters and she is in a hurry because she doesn't want to be late because apparently she's always like minutes late and the sisters are not cooperating they're barely getting up they're fighting with each other the princesses weren't cooperating so they just went on to try them but they arrived late sebastian just like was kind of sassy about it and i don't know why <laughs> he was a dick was about it he wasn't sassy it. well he was a dick yeah yeah because, like, Marina just shows up with the seven princesses that she has to wake up on her own. And she's, like, minutes late. And Sebastian is like, oh, Marina, so lucky you to arrive late. And blah, 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 blah. You can just do your job. And if Marina wasn't the villain, I think this would be a very sexist sexist scene. I don't know. Like, yeah, of course, yeah. the man in power well, is going to mansplain oh God, this woman's job to that her. That is true. Okay, but we're going to let it slide because it's Sebastian and Marina is not a good person, I guess. And before we move on, I just want to remind people of um, Ariel's sister's names. Um, so this is Atina, Alana, Adela, Aquara, Arista, Andrina, and Ariel. And I don't know what I just told you told you guys that because, because honestly, I cannot tell them apart a lot. 
just uh, um, I think Athena is the oldest, and Aquara is one of the blonde ones, and that's all I know. No, she's the she's the blue oh. one, the one the blue fan. Okay, Tammy, you tell us. Okay, okay, I got you guys. Okay, Aquata is the <laughs> oldest one with the crown on her head. Athena, right? Athena, Aquata, Athena, Athena. Aquata is the one with the blue fan. Adele is the one with the green fin that's very boy crazy. Andrina's mm. the one with the blonde short hair that's very sassy. Mm. Arista, who is my favorite, is also the blonde one who has the light blue eyes, and she's the one that can play the saxophone. Mm. And then we've got oh, yeah. Alana, who has the black hair, and she's, like, really into, like, her makeup and stuff in the TV. That's actually in canon with the TV show, because in the TV show, she was, like, the popular one and, like, mm. wanted to go out to parties and stuff and was really, like, self-conscious about her image. So we've got mm-hmm. that. Okay. Did I get them all, or am I missing... Yeah, I think you got them all. Great. (laughs) You are so the expert on Ariel Sisters. I love that. And I I don't know. I I guess um, my favorite would be um, Adela, just because I think she's funny. And Mm. I guess Athena, because I think she's the sanest one out of all of them, because she's the oldest. I just love Arista because she's so adorable. She's like Kylie. She's so precious. Aww. And I, I love her color scheme. Who was Arista? The musical one with the really platinum blonde hair and the light blue eyes. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that I think I love her best. <laughs> She's precious. She just wants to yep. play her music. Aww, that's so cute. Yeah. And, like, I like how she, like, like all the other ones sing. And I'm sure she can sing, too. But, like, she can play, like, an instrument. And I love that. Aww, <laughs> yay. Oh, Aquata also can't dance. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, right. That's a trait she has. Who who is the one that do, right. that can't dance? Can the the one that doesn't dance? Can. No, th- there's oh. there's one of them that when she dances she does like very weird movement w- movements. Oh, that's okay, that's hilarious. That was that was actually funny, but we're gonna get to that <laughs> later. Uh, so Ariel is actually really pissed at his dad at her dad. Sorry, because uh, they are living this life that's very. Um, repetitive every day is the same they wake up at the same hour they take the same walk with with their dad they have to do chores they have to do to do princess duties and ariel is very tired because she misses music and she misses the freedom that they had before her mom died and in this uh this day the the, this meeting with trident um i think ariel cannot i don't know if she lashes out but she does something that pisses off Trident, and she and no, he... she she when they're walking, well, walking, they're <laughs> swimming. Uh, but when they're walking <laughs> through the <laughs> village, because that's the thing they do, like they stroll like the royal family. Yeah. Uh, so I think she chases the boy crazy one, mm-hmm. Adela? Adela. Adela. Yeah, yeah Adela with a seaweed. Okay. With a seaweed, and Triton is like, oh, that's not how a princess act. And he's like, oh, you're going to scrub all the barnacles. Uh, so that's what she does, and she's mad about it. Okay, yeah, let's continue. I like, I like how Gina, like, wanted it to be something more serious. Yeah. <laughs> and more stinky, <laughs> and it's like... Oh and yeah, well, because and Ariel was like, "Why if what if we do something different than our walk?" And like everyone else, mm-hmm. like, "No, we're doing our walk. That's what we do." And Ariel's like, "But what if?" And Tryon is like, "No, shut up." And that's that. <laughs> then she just shut up, and they go. And she's trying to have fun with her sister, as you said, and she is um, reprimanded for it. 
because no fun is allowed. And I just got flashbacks to Bambi 2 with the great prince being like, a prince does not have fun. <laughs> and that's basically Trident's um, speech here. So It was Trident's speech in the original world as well. So I don't know oh, what yeah. the purpose of this was. Um, beats this me. scene or this movie? Uh, Everything. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So Ariel has to clean all the barnacles. And meanwhile, we go back to uh, Marina. And she is in her quarters with Benjamin. And she is just, um, how do you say, complaining about how sh much she hates her job. And she wants to take Sebastian's job. And Benjamin is like kind of supportive and he's like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But he's just like taking care of her and she, he just brings up this manicure set and he's like, do you want a manicure? And she's like, okay, yeah. And, and he just goes like dip and, and just she sticks her, her fingers in the water. How does that work? Because they're underwater. I don't know. But yeah, and oh, he just has this, all God. these samples of colors for the nails. And at one point, Marina... Um, drops them in the ground and she just just goes like I don't want this and Benjamin goes like oh there goes my samples and he's just so <laughs> cute and oh and of course we are introduced to this um, kind of important but not really um, plot device that are the um, electric eels that Marina has as pets and Benjamin has the key below his neck. And at first I thought he was just keeping it like between like his fat. But then later in the movie we see that he actually has like a, a, a necklace where he where it hangs around. But in the very first scene, uh, it just looks like he, he has it between his like body fat. And it's just it looks um, so cute. But it's really adorable when he shows it because he's he just like shows it he just like tilts his head up and you can see him smiling he just looks so cute yeah <laughs> the, sorry the electric eels uh like kind of like do their electric thing like sh -sh -sh -sh, and benjamin goes like Rude. <laughs> no he goes no manners oh that's even better yeah so <laughs> in this scene we are uh delighted by one of marina's well her only musical number in this movie and it's weird that like one of the first numbers in a musical is the villain song I guess but Ooh. she just this doesn't have a lot of music either so nope. maybe that's it's true. weird because it's a it's a movie about music music <laughs> that is true yeah, yeah. And, it, and, and another it thing is. that's weird, like, music is forbidden in the kingdom, but then why is Marina allowed to have this musical number and, like, with costumes and everything? Maybe it was everything? not diegetic. It was just in her head. Maybe? I guess. Yes. But Benjamin is there, and he's obviously reacting to it. Oh, okay. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't also, matter. Also realize that Marina... We also realize that Marina is bold. <laughs> she's bold and she just important. wears a lot of wigs. Tiny detail. Yeah. yeah. And she has this musical number called Just One Mistake where she uh, basically is telling how she is just waiting for Sebastian to make one mistake so, they can, so then she can just swoop in and take his job. 
And that's basically it. And honestly, I kind of bob to this song. It's not a really Same. good song because she's not really singing through most of it. She's just like do doing that talk singing thing that sometimes villains do. But I, I do enjoy yeah. it. I think it's fun. Marina it is an interesting villain in one in, in certain sense. Uh, yeah, I don't know. that. I was going to say something about this because yeah. this whole musical number is about how she wants Sebastian's job. And like, that's her goal. That, yeah, that that's... She's the villain and that's her goal. And you know that the movie didn't, wasn't really, pre, wasn't really planned out. Yeah. Very well, because <laughs> if you have your villain's mission just to have a promotion. Yeah. What? And what? it's not like... like this, this, this movie felt like really, really, really low stake. But like minimum stake. Like I wasn't in the visit at all because there were no stakes. Because Marina is not threatening. And you could no. do all... I mean, you could do some some things with villains that aren't threatening. Maybe they're just like comedy relief or something. But she was, she wasn't, she was kind of funny. But that was not the point of her character. So of course, I wouldn't feel like invested in this movie because I don't think that the villain is going to do anything like worthwhile. And and not because first of all, this is a prequel, so I don't <laughs> care. And, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, I want to say something about Marina's design. Yeah? It's not bad. It's not bad. But I don't know. Maybe at that time it wasn't as important. But now I'm seeing this more and more and more. That, for example, all the mermaids, like Ariel sisters and the villagers or whatever, are really skinny. And because she's the villain, she's the one that has wider hips and like a wider <laughs> tail. And I don't know what that means, but I don't like it. <laughs> just because she's bad she's mm. I hadn't I hadn't thought about that but that's interesting and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just adding up to what you were saying uh, it really it really makes no like her plans her motivations do nothing for the plot because her motivations don't even have anything to do with Ariel like yeah Nothing exactly. at all, the like with the main begin, character. <laughs> like shout, it's shout. it's against Sebastian, and Sebastian is barely even in it. I think Marina has a a bigger role in this movie than Sebastian does, and her whole rivalry with Sebastian doesn't land because we just know because she tells us that she hates him, and you know we mm -hmm. see them hating each other, but that's that's it, and. Mm -hmm. Also, mm -hmm. it made me laugh um, that in the IMDb trivia, it says that this is the only movie, the only Little Mermaid movie where the villain is not Ursula or also Ursula's sister. <laughs> or like, it's not related to Ursula. But it's another female sea villain. I don't know. That's purple. Know. That's purple, exactly. That's well, purple. Oh, also. Well, Morgana wasn't purple, but she... Well, she kind of was. A little she had bit. Tentacles, like the part, like the bottom parts. <laughs> just, just one more thing I wanted to add uh, of this um, musical number. Uh, no, wait, it's later. It's later. Forget it. Okay. And I just love also how Benjamin is like so supportive, and he just goes ooh ooh <laughs> when when <laughs> Marina is singing, and oh. then Marina asks, um, she she goes, Sebastian is bound to make a mistake. <laughs> 
right? And Benjamin goes, not likely. Uh, and and Marina he, says, he, um, what does she say? Mood killer? Oh, no, dream killer. <laughs> and he's just like doing ah. her nails. It's very funny. You know, I think Marina and Benjamin kind of had some poti- potential, but yeah, their, their story has nothing to do with Ariel. So it just kind of lands flat. So anyway. Yeah. As Ariel is cleaning the barnacles, she meets this little cute fish by the name of Flounder because he <sighs> is just going about his day and he uh, is making some music along the way. And when Ariel hears it, she, she's just like, what? Music? And she goes to Flounder and <laughs> Flounder is really scared because he thinks that he's going to get in trouble for singing. And Ariel's like, no, I want you to do that again. Like, show me. And I think he runs away. Does he run away? Uh, the poly. Uh, I'm sorry. It's like the guardians. Uh, the people. The fish working for Triton don't don't like it because it's against the law. Oh yeah. And they they chase them, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they chase them, and then they meet Sebastian. Like they they fa- they go face to face with Sebastian, and um, he kind of just tells Ariel that like go back to the palace and tells Flounder this is your one and only warning or if not we're gonna send you to prison and Flounder just goes like okay mm-hmm. and then he goes away and now it's nighttime. I think that's the transition and all the mm-hmm. sisters are back in the room we don't know what the freak they do all day but we just know that they are all back at night in the room and they're talking and they will <laughs> kind of just look sad because of what happened earlier where she thought that she could get music back but then she didn't she got in trouble and she is looking out this giant ass window that they have in the room and she sees <laughs> flounder swim by very quickly very suspiciously and she thinks you he know what very suspicious it's really funny yeah <laughs> and she just thinks you know what i'm gonna follow this fellow because why not it's not like he didn't put me in trouble earlier today and she just sneaks away and she follows Flounder, and she follows him very deep into the sea and into this very hidden lair uh, that has, by the way, not only one, but two password-coded doors. And, yeah. and this, is, this, is, this makes no sense because, okay, they go, Flounder reaches the first door, he says the password, they let him in, and Ariel hears the password, and she does it, she's tells it to the people at the door, they let her in, and then they do the same thing for the second one, Flounder tells the password, they let him in, but then when Ariel is trying to come in, uh, they uh, another fish comes out, and she's afraid of her being seen, and she just kind of swims away, but then she ends up inside the room, because she yeah, finds like I- a secret entrance, and like... You know, if the, if you're going to make this thing so secret, why add this secret entrance? Maybe it's like an, an emergency exit, but you wouldn't it wouldn't be as easy as like, oh, I'm tripping and now I'm just I just fell into the secret entrance of this very secret club, you know? Mm-hmm. No, they want they wanted to add something, I guess, but I just going Interesting. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just going to point out that like, you were saying, you know, like, the other time, like, why did Ariel think this was a good idea? Yeah. Because, I don't know, I was going to, okay, this is the time that I'm going to say this. I kind of like the 
comedic time of this movie. I kind of understand what they're going for because it's like, it's like kind of fun. Because for example, just Fla Flounder looks like he's going to enter like a secret ring, like the Fight Club or something. <laughs> and everyone just like, goes along with it. Yeah. And she's like kind of scared, but not a lot. So just, but, but what if Flounder was really into some shady stuff? Yeah. What would this movie have been like? Ariel is with the fish mafia or something. Yeah, what if and he I, was dealing drugs? <laughs> that yeah. would have been incredible. And you know, like this movie has a lot going for it. Like it has really good animation. Like the animation is yeah. Yeah, really sure. good. It's um, like it's real, really good. And also like, I think like the direction for this movie, like we were talking about, not to defend our girl, but it's kind of fun. And I think like the, I don't know, the, added the little character to the sisters like a little of it and I think like I was going to say like like Flounder just like like poking the little door and it opening he looking so suspicious <laughs> and like Benjamin and all that stuff it's it's entertaining but then you find out it's just like okay I think a spoiler for the next part I think I'm going into the next part but it's an underground like music club and that's the plot. That's the yeah. that's the problem. Like you have this this great setup, well not great but funny setup, and then it's just this because you remember, oh yeah, the whole conflict is footloose. So what am I invested? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You say it. So mm -hmm. Ariel uh, by accident ends up in this secret lair, which as Andy said, turns out to be a secret music club where fish all around Atlantica come together and they get to dance, they get to sing, they get to play music all night long and it's very fun. And like, I like this, that this is like, um, I don't know, just a very fun way to go against a law that doesn't make any sense. And like, okay, like you're just banning music, but we're going to do it anyway because music, like we need music to live. And I think that's very mm -hmm. cute. And yeah, so Ariel uh, finds herself there and she is amazed by everything, by all the fishes singing, like to like to put context, like she hasn't heard music in 10 years. Like imagine you went 10 years of your life without hearing music and then you just barge in into a music club with everyone like dancing and singing. Like she she's completely flabbergasted. And she's even more flabbergasted when she sees that the main star of this club is <laughs> none other than Sebastian the Crab. What a little that. hypocrite. Which makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Because it's like the musical director in the original film. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. It does make sense. <laughs> Do you know? Sebastian's beginning. <laughs> This is the movie. That's the movie. Sebastian's beginning because the villain is against Sebastian. You yeah. It. Yeah, this could have been like Kwong's new group, like, but mm, I guess. <laughs> Can I just but, be quite mm. honest with you? I liked Sebastian and Marina's bickering. Rapport. Like, it was hilarious. Yeah. Watching them bicker and fight, even like at the end. Like, it was like, it was like kind of dumb and silly, but you can tell that these people hate each other so much <laughs> and they have like, like a history. Like, they were the most, their relationship, like, one of the most entertaining things, like by far. Like, yeah, what happened there? Why do they hate each other so much? Exactly. Like, if they like, maybe this movie could have been fixed if it was just like focused on Sebastian. about them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. 
I, I do think it makes sense because, of course, as we know from the original movie, Sebastian is like a musical, like, maestro. But I think mm-hmm. some, it would have been more interesting if he didn't, we didn't start the movie with him being on the side of the, you know, outlaws here in music. I think it would have been amazing if at one point he finds out about this club and he is conflicted because he wants to remain loyal to King Triton, but he also loves mm. music. So that would have been a much more interesting plot to give Sebastian, like that kind of like mm. conf- inside conflict of like, I want to do this because it's something that I love to do, but how do I... I I don't know, how do I, what's the word? How do I choose? How do I, how do cho- I stay true How do I make them, also? like, how can I still be true to myself and mm-hmm. when I'm, like, this torn, you know? And, yeah. But, you know, this movie didn't I go didn't... that deep, so. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't trying to. No. Like, instead yeah, of Ariel discovering it and having no conflict, because she, like, was like, yeah. nope, this is what I want, let's go, screw my dad. Yeah. But... <laughs> He wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Sebastian, okay, but about yeah? this, oh sorry, no go. Sorry, I'm just going to say that about this club. I just like it. Maybe it was because it didn't want to design other characters, but I like to think that it's a good nod that a lot of the characters here are the ones in Under the Sea. Yeah, which mm, I also makes that. me think that like this movie happened one year before Diller maybe the original At most. movie. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's cute. I like I like to see like the little like the three fishes, the the fish ladies that have <laughs> like this thing of, of over their heads that it looks like kind of hats, like yeah. the hats that they dance with. Yeah, and yeah, I I recognize a lot of them, and it's cute. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> You're right. So Sebastian is the main star of this club. He's singing, he's doing his thing, and Ariel gets very into the music and everything, and she just jumps into the, the dance the dance floor, and she just goes, hi, Sebastian! And, like, if I were her, I'd be hiding. Like, I still don't know what the vibe from this club is. And I'm the, <laughs> the king's daughter, so maybe not barge in and, and take Sebastian out of it. And that's exactly what she does. And she, he just looks at her and he's terrified. He's like, I, he sees his life flash be- before his <laughs> eyes. He's like, I'm so dead. And they all stop the music and they go hide from Ariel. And Ariel is like, what the fuck just happened? And she's just like very sad because now everything is gone and everything's quiet. But she sees a piano there and she starts singing the song about how she remembers the music and she remembers her mother and she remembers how it felt to have music in her life and how happy it made her and everyone in the club kind of like realizes that she has no mean intent and that she's actually just looking for the same thing that they all are which is the music and so they make her say this oath they take she (laughs) takes this oath of not telling anyone about the club and she's like yeah i promise and she breaks it literally like two scenes later but okay (laughs) So <laughs> no, but also I want to say that actually this sequence I think like it's really well animated. Like the character movement is really nice, especially with Ariel's her hair. Her. Uh, that oh. it's kind of been I haven't liked her hair so far because you know it's iconic. Like it's iconic from the original, and like they didn't have enough time for for this one. So I kind of guess okay, I'll take whatever I can get. But in this one, this is generally good. 
Like it actually moves really nice. <laughs> Definitely, it's, okay. it's really flowy. It's really cute. <laughs> so yeah, she takes the oath and the party goes back to what it was and then what happens then? And then like Marina finally ar- arrives early. And oh yeah. That's it, and no wait, she, she arrives at the same time, but uh, they are all awake early. Like none of them are, are sleeping. Like everyone is ready to go. And I think because uh, they are asking Ariel, like where was she? Because they found her bed um, empty at mm-hmm. night. And... Is this where she tells them, or is it later? No, it, this is where she tells them. Like they ask her, "Oh, is it a boy?" Is and it a boy? I, like, I, mm-hmm. That that just made me like so. So <laughs> it, it 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 was very funny, and and one of the sisters go, "Oh, it wasn't a boy. It was a bad boy." <laughs> yeah, that was cute. <laughs> uh, well, no, she just like straight up tells tells them like she didn't need more con- <laughs> nope. convincing. Nope, she's, she's like, oh, goes- I was in an underground, underwater, uh, underground music club, and, and they yeah. just like really just want to go. They're on board with they- it, like all of them. None of them have any conflict whatsoever. They're well, just like one yeah, of them, like Athena, kind of does one, but she ends up going. Yeah, definitely. So they make mm-hmm. uh, the decision that they're going to go there tonight. And so that's why they're all awake and very excited by the time Marina comes in. Mm-hmm. And she's just like surprised mm-hmm. because they're all there, <laughs> single file, ready to go. And she's like, what the fuck happened? And <laughs> yeah, so I think what what even happens after this? Is this followed um, immediately by they go to the, the scene yeah, where they go? They go to the just jump places. Yeah, 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 this movie is not wasting time. Okay, so the next scene is them actually going to the club. And I think that kind of the same thing happens where, like, they're all doing their thing. And one of them, like, can dance and the others are dancing and they're finding themselves. And it's, like, just you get to see all of them, like, interacting with this new um, thing. And it's very fun. It's one of the funnest parts of the movies, of the movie, I guess. And mm-hmm. two of them <laughs> kind of do the same thing of like, hi, Sebastian, because they're all <laughs> like surprised that he is there. And Sebastian is like, fuck me, Ariel. We just <laughs> told you not I'm to tell oath. anyone. You took an oath. You, you really just took an oath yesterday. And you brought your sick sisters with you today. Like, I cannot trust you with anything. And I think this is when he realized that Ariel was not to be trusted. And that's just, that 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 continues on on The Little Mermaid and the, you know. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, in this part, Marina sees them. Yeah, she follows them. I don't know if she follows them because I remember thinking, wow, she got there very easily. Like I know. It wasn't like it was hitting. Yeah. It was like it was around the corner and, and she just heard the music and it was like, what the fuck is this? And she just marched in, like, <laughs> no questions asked. No, like uh, It actually, it actually, like, you, you're right. It seems like a scene is missing, like, when she's sure. following she them or something. Up. Yeah, she just shows up. Yeah. yeah it, we it don't see how planned. she got <laughs> through the security. Like, she just, she's just there. And she, so Marina finds them. She reports it back to Triton, who barges in into the club. He destroys it. He not only fires Sebastian, but he brings everyone to prison. And I say yeah. everyone. I, yeah? Let's just say the scene. He made it look like they, like, 
did the worst thing yeah. in the entire world. Like they, yeah. like they were like, like it was just so over the top. And yeah. it's their, dudes are just playing music. I get it. It's against the law. But like the way Triton reacted, like. <laughs> I, like, they're really playing on his, like, irrational, angry yeah. dad thing. And yeah. you know what? Maybe it worked with the humans. There's, like, like pretty <laughs> Because there was actual but, danger, like, yeah. With the music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because also <laughs> the humans, crazy. okay. Yeah, definitely. Because the humans, okay, it's dangerous. And he knows he's dangerous because they killed his wife. Yeah, you're he right. He doesn't play music. It's because his wife liked it, and that makes him sad. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dumb movie. Yeah. They it's really, like, made thing. one draft. They were, they were like, yes, this is it. And they took that they to just, animation. They just did the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. And over they really and over. beat you over the head with it. The Little Mermaid trilogy just like rip itself off after every movie <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> yeah I don't understand I don't. oh Tammy really you're don't. so pissed <laughs> it's well, literally the same movie yeah three times <laughs> why they gotta do Triton like that he ain't that bad yeah, why can't just we get to see him as a nice dad for once? That would that would have been interesting. Yeah, they really yeah. would have. Because yeah. I don't like, think he's bad. He yeah. wasn't because he, he, right now he's not being he's not being like a terrible king, but he's not being a good king. Yeah, you he's know? not being a good. And I didn't he's not being a good father. Him as a tyrant, I never imagined him as this. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. Like, okay, he's yeah, he's putting he's like hard with with sorry, he's hard with. His daughters yeah. or his da naughty daughter, be because you know humans are dangerous. So he has a point, but not like this. Okay. Yeah, no, and he's putting his grief over the happiness of his daughters for ten years. In the like, like he kept this up for ten years. Like, yeah, boy, the process of grief it is long, but it ain't that long. So get over it and just. Oh, Play some true. goddamn music, but okay. So he finds the club, he destroys it, he takes everyone to prison. But when I say everyone, we actually get to see like four fishes, like an <laughs> octopus, a ray, <laughs> uh, a blowfish, and uh, um, a, shrimp. a shrimp. Is it a shrimp? Yeah, it is a shrimp. And, I do like this and Sebastian. <laughs> I do. Can I just say, like, there is this quote where they're like, you know, we're going to get there. They're trying to escape. And then Sebastian was like, no, we got to stay here and fix it. I love his loyalty. But then I think the turtle goes, you had 10 years to fix it, man. A little mm. too late now. And I just Aww. love that line because it adds history. It has history. Like, they, yeah. they know, they've known Sebastian for 10 years. They've been a band for 10 years. They've been friends. Where's that story? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's that's very... What that, yeah, that's go. what I mean, that I like the vibe of this movie and I like the rural... Like, I think the relationships with this movie, like, they didn't have enough time, but they did enough to make us understand, like you said, with Sebastian and Marina, that they have history. And that, that yeah, because, you know, with those little lines that they add, you know mm -hmm. a lot about them. And I actually really bought that they were a band and they liked each other. Yeah. And they actually bought that Flounder was, like, a really cool part of that gang. And it's cute. And I like it. And I like, like I think... 
all of all of the characters, the only characterization that I don't like is Trident. And it's not because I don't think that he's that way. It's just that I don't think like the stakes were that high for him to be that way. Like we just discussed that, but like everything else is like really funny and it has a lot of potential with a good plot. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah, it's just oh, sad that a TV show. Yeah, it's just sad that we are basically. Really was... Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Like we are basically entering the third act, and we're just being introduced to these four characters that are very fun. Yeah. That like maybe you could have added them to earlier. Maybe like they have mm -hmm. a place in the palace as well. Maybe yeah. they're I don't know the cooks that janitor the whatever but they could have had like that preview and then when we get to the to the dance club we get to see them and we're like oh it's those guys and mm -hmm. you know we just get to know them earlier than this moment where it's like it's almost over so like why why am i invested in these characters you know but they're fun yeah so. yeah uh timmy you were saying something this movie really is an hour like an hour and a half <laughs> I thought it was going to be like an hour. It's like Dumbo is like 60 minutes. Yeah. And this is like an hour and a half. Dude's like and I think it's an hour and 24 minutes. Like I, th I thought no it was like 70 minutes. Mm. I thought it was like an hour and 24. It's an hour and I, I, 17 I, I, minutes. No, it's an hour and 17. Oh, okay, almost halfway there, but it's just like it's too long. It feels like an hour and 30. It feels like it. It feels Yeah, like an hour and 30, and it's so long to go without, like, an actual plot. <laughs> <laughs> you like, know? you can do Slice of Life, that's okay, but this is yeah. boring. Do Slice of Life the way Cinderella 2 did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please. Oh, I think, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna move on, but if you have something else to say. No, just rambling. <laughs> it's okay, you do that. Um, I think it's later in, like, after this scene, like, they, the, sister, the sisters go back and they're all sad and moping and everything. Uh, Sebastian mm -hmm. Flounder and everyone else is in jail. And Marina is having the time of her fucking life. <laughs> and she, she does a reprise of her song. And she, she references the Little Mermaid, like, the thing that she does with the rock. But then the, a, a wave washes her over. And then a seagull comes in and she's like, get away! <laughs> and it's hilarious. It's just very funny. And I, I, I think that's a, a very funny scene because I think it follows the scene where Trident destroys a club, which is like a very kind of dark, serious scene. And then she's just <laughs> yeah. like living her best life. She's happy. She's in the game. She's in the moment. She's redecorating her apartment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She got the job she always wanted. And the way that she dresses for it, it looks like she's going to <laughs> carnival. She, she's so flamboyant. Like, girl, that's a drag race dress. Like, that's a drag race dress. It's a, oh, my God. I want the queen to watch this and get inspired. Oh, and yeah. And when Rue asked them, they just like, oh, it's inspired from the Marina little Del Rey. <laughs> Marina Del Rey. You mean Lana Del Rey? No. Simon? No. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. she just wears that to work and her job is basically being a secretary and she's just wearing this like, okay, girl, you live your best life. You've been waiting for this for 10 years due to you. And I think she actually kind of does 
I don't know. If, I don't remember if she like actually does a good job or she's just really bad at it. She I think she does a good job. Thing, like the plot just moves on. They didn't. They don't tell us. Well, but I think there's like, a oh, moment like growing or whatever. Yeah, she's, she's just telling Trident things. She's telling Trident things like, oh, and this happened and this happened, and Trident is just like not interested in in what she's saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe she maybe she would have done a better job than Sebastian. We will never know. Again, yeah. the patriarchy. Anyway, <laughs> and <laughs> so that night. Uh, the princesses are like, well, I guess it's over now. It was fun while it lasted. But Ariel, of course, because she's stubborn, she's like, nope. And she leaves a note and she runs away from home. And she goes to find Sebastian and the other uh, fishes that are in prison. And the next day, she's not there. And Triton sends all the people to go find her and meanwhile she's helping the band get out of prison and they do escape prison. yeah escape prison it's really fun it's also really fun i i i remember that like they like you said that they try to get out and ariel comes but sebastian is like no we're staying here but he's like <laughs> the only one that can get out through the bars and he actually does so he just like yeah, he actually does. And, and he's, he's like, oops. Like pushing the door, like, like, no. Yeah, he's like, he's like pulling the door to be to be closed. And they're like, ah, yeah. just let us out. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. And I she, like yeah, it, again, it's sad that we don't get to see more of it. But, well, yeah. so they get out, they escape prison, and they are, they wind up in this, like, very desert area that there's nothing there, just sand. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we're going to rest here for today. And they're like, but we're in the middle of nowhere, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And they stay there for the night. And this is where I think Ariel finds the music box, right? Yes. I don't know how she yeah, finds it. Yeah, because Sebastian tells them that that's a good spot to mm-hmm. sleep in. Whatever. Yeah, this is Sebastian's <laughs> They sang their, their way there. Yeah, it like Sebastian brought them there on purpose so Ariel could find the music box. How did Sebastian know he was there? I don't know. But well, I don't know. It seems like a far trek. Why did he go there in the first place? I don't know. Just move on, move on, come on. Anyway, so she finds she finds from the music how, from how Trident threw it with math. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She finds a music box, she plays it, she remembers her mother, and she's like, this is not what my mom would have wanted, and I'm sure if I bring this music box to my father, he will remember the happiness that music brought to our lives, and sh- and he will finally understand. So they do that, they go back to Atlantica to try to convince Trident with the music box, and at this point, Marina is pissed, so pissed because her job is being... Overshadowed, overshadowed by Sebastian breaking out of prison and Ariel running away, so she's done with them. And she releases the the electric eels, the I think, eels. with the intent of killing, if not both of them, at least Sebastian. <laughs> and that's like the darkest and, thing she does. And getting Ariel, I think. But what I what I really like about like this kind of moment is that. Marina's like so pissed, like you said, she's in she's in rage. And Benjamin just 
refuses to give her the key. Oh and yeah. She, and she says that that oh you ne- you told me to never give the give you the key in a fit of rage. Yeah, that was very cute. Yeah, but she snatched it. She snatches it away, and they go out, and they go after Ariel, and then she, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. go there. So they they have to get past the eels, and mm-hmm. at one point Marina joins the battle, I guess, and she, yeah, like how do you word this? Like she barrels herself in like. Are a stone like she gets a inside a, a, like a lot it was is it a lock i thought it was like a it was like an underwater coral like yeah it was like it, a big coral it thing. looks ridiculous yeah she just it sits inside there and she's just like it's like she's gonna be thrown out of a cannon it's like she's the cat the the cannonball or something herself yeah yeah because she's also dressed like military it's ridiculous. <laughs> and then it follows the most dramatic scene of the movie. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to take Ariel's death, in quotation okay, who- seriously, if what preceded before that was literally Marina yelling, yippee-ki-yay, and, like, <laughs> barreling towards her, trying to get the station? What the heck was that choice? I don't okay. understand. Stand. Let's narrate this in detail. So, Marina, in full on like military gear, just like barrels herself into a coral or or log. I think it's all smooth. I don't I don't have an idea. But she just like uh-huh, I don't know what happens, but she just says she sees the opportunity to kill Sebastian. Yeah. She yeets herself towards him. Yeah. And she yeets herself toward him. (laughs) And I don't know why, I don't know how she gets like that acceleration when she's underwater. And I don't know why that, like that hit, hit Ariel so much underwater. And I don't know why it leave her unconscious. And just like she, she falls on a ditch. Well, which falling doesn't seem like Something that can happen underwater. And it just, it, this is like, this scene is so dramatic. And you're like, you're supposed to do what? Like, oh, is Ariel gonna die? Yeah. Like, I I hate this. I hate this. this. is a prequel and they did this. They knew, like, there's been prequels before. They knew that you can, that you cannot fake the death of their character. If this is a prequel. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, that. fake deaths are on their own, like, very cheap. But mm-hmm. if added to that, it's a fake death of a character we know lives mm-hmm. because there's a movie mm-hmm. after it. It's just like, why? What? What's the point? And like, I just want to bring attention to the fact that if you read the synopsis on Wikipedia, it actually says that Ariel dies. Like she jumps <laughs> in, she jumps in to save Sebastian. Marina hits her and she dies. And I'm like, what? That's not that. No. And then Trident, I don't know. So Trident gets to her body, I guess. And he like has her in his arms. And I think he sings the song, the Athena song. Yeah. And he, and this is like his change of heart because I guess the point of quote unquote Ariel dying is that he realizes that 
it was stupid for him to forbid music and that it was even dangerous for the life of his daughters, I guess. <laughs> and so he's crying, he's singing, and then the Wikipedia page says that his singing revives her. No way. Yeah. Like, what, and what I'm like, stretch, uh, but okay. I don't know. It does not. No, I just think she fainted <laughs> and then she just came back. So, uh, oh my God. So, anyway, so Ariel is not dead, guys. Surprise. And Surprise. So, everything is okay now. Marina is sent to prison. The music is brought back to the land. Uh, they um, undust this big um, statue of King Trident and Queen Athena. That's the same one that's in like the music box. And it gets like mm-hmm. this new coat of like gold paint. And it dances and, and Trident dances with Ariel. And then all the sisters join in and everything, everything is okay again. Oh, and, and they make Sebastian uh, the court's composer. So oh, happy ending. I like that because mm-hmm. it didn't. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that that's the only thing that failed prequelly, but like a good prequel. Yeah, definitely. Like this mm-hmm. actually like explains or gives some kind of uh, interesting background into the yeah. original movie, and like it was that all these movies intention like explaining how Sebastian got to be the chord composer because <laughs> I don't know if we really Sebast- needed that story. Sebastian was supposed to be the, the main, main character, character of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and then the movie, I think, ends with what Tammy was saying, uh, Marina in jail with um, Benjamin. And I don't know, I don't remember what he tells her. Uh, something like... He tells her... Yeah? He, so what have we learned from this? Or something <laughs> like that. What have we learned? <laughs> it's like not to be mean to people or something like that. Yeah. Something so sweet and pure. It was amazing. I loved it. It was like a little therapy session in jail. Yeah, Aww. I love it. Like, what have we learned? And it's just not being mean, <laughs> I guess. Instead of not, not, don't try to kill people. It's just like, don't be mean. And that's the movie. That's where the movie ends. And that's Ariel's beginning, I guess. When did Ariel begin? I missed it. Maybe because yeah. of her resurrection. What? What? Maybe her beginning is her resurrection. Oh, God. That's a stretch. Oh, God. So, Flea Rider and Ariel. Disney characters are resurrected. Yeah. <laughs> This also happened in Bambi too. They tried to make us believe for a second that Bambi was going to die. And no, we know he doesn't die. Don't try to fool us. You're not fooling anyone. Okay. You're not fooling anyone. But anyway, so that's the movie. So I know you guys have built up rage that you want to externalize to the world. So I'm going (laughs) to let you do that right now. I just I just want to say that for a movie called Ariel's Beginning, I honestly would have expected to see how Ariel developed her love for human stuff. Like how did what was the first thing that she found? Why was she so interested in in it? How did she gather so many thingamabobs and how did she find the cave? So how did she get to love the human um, thing about so much and that that's what I would have expected from the title of the movie mm. because once we get to the Little Mermaid it looks like this is years and years of hoarding human stuff yeah. 
and we don't get to see her do any of that. We don't get her to see, to like explore another like ship or anything. And so we are left to assume that this whole collection was made a, a year, less than a year before the movie, because there, there's no mention of, of her doing yeah. that. And like that's a big core part of Ariel's personality and Ariel's uh, characterization in the original movie and it's not present like even more so than music it was her love of human stuff so I don't know it just seems weird that they wouldn't pay attention to that or like even mention it you know like no one in the team said anything that's no. weird yeah mm-hmm it's just, I don't know. I feel like you get that in the TV show, though. Yeah. yeah. But it, apparently this, it's another universe, so you have to explain <laughs> it here. Maybe. But yeah, I was about to say that I, the TV show like explains it, and it's throughout all of the episodes, I think. Oh, then I will uh, just she take also, She that. goes to the surface on the TV show as well. I don't remember a lot, but I do remember episode when she goes, like to the surface like that episode when she just rescues that that whale that's that's iconic that's really iconic <laughs> but okay yeah but but, but yeah you, you're right and you know why i'm not as mad at this at this movie as i should be it's mm-hmm. because i still have the memories of the tv show mm, okay i didn't and I really that, watch that it the, so like that is the best prequel that you could have had and also i do recognize that i think the little mermaid falls into this trap of making sequels uh, that the beauty and the beast movies um also fell into that is mm-hmm. you cannot make a little mermaid a little mermaid movie without mermaids and you cannot make a beauty and the beast movie without the beast being the beast so you cannot like move your story forward so that's why melody announced the the mermaid so that's why people don't want to see ariel being a human people want to see ariel being the mermaid so okay we're going to make a Mm -hmm. movie of it ariel being a mermaid but you already had like three seasons of a tv show to do that yeah yeah and i think this is yeah this was a cash grab but i don't think saying this i don't think this was like i don't blame the team you know like I blame the story, <laughs> to blame the story, like, they're, that's their responsibility, yeah. But I actually think that maybe they didn't give them, like, enough time. And because this was the last movie before they just decided that it was, like, over Disney sequel direct-to-video, uh, direct-to-video movies, uh, I don't know if maybe, like, the order was given and they just said, I don't have any idea, I don't know if IMDb says something about this movie, maybe... Like, um, they gave the order and they just wanted to, to make this as quickly as possible? Uh, yeah, it does say something um, about that. Let me let me find it. Mm-hmm. It said something around uh, how they, they just concentrated their energy into doing um, Cinderella 3. So uh, that's what mm. they were prioritizing. And so after, just because this movie was into production before Cinderella 3, but then they just focused on that one. And once the production was done, they came back to it. And John Lasseter actually was the one 
that made the decision yeah. of them canceling any sequels that they had. And there's there's this list that I want to read. I don't know if this is the right moment, but there's this list of, of canceled sequels. That's very interesting. And oh. they just went for... Uh, they, they just decided to, to work on spin-offs and occasionally original mm -hmm. films. And, like, for the Disney Toon studio. So, uh, the sequels that were canceled are Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs 2, Pinocchio 2, oh my God. Dumbo wow. 2, oh my God. Alice Through the Looking Glass, Peter Pan 3, The Sword in the Stone 2, The Jungle Book 3, The Aristocats 2, Robin Hood oh, 2, wow. The Rescuers Return, The Black Cauldron 2, The Great what? Mouse no, Attack. No, that's not good. No, I don't believe that. I, I don't know. That. Just, I'm that just reading the fact. I'm just reading the, the okay. trivia. Uh, the okay. Great Mouse Detective 2, The Brave Little Toaster wow. to the Circus, Oliver and Company wow. 2, Aladdin 4, wow. The Hunchback of Notre Dame four? 3. Aladdin 4? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hunchback 3, Hercules 2, Mulan 3, Tarzan 3. Wow. Here it is. Here it is. Pacha's new group. Uh, Treasure oh. Planet 2. <laughs> Brother Bear 3. And finally, the icing on the cake. Home on the Range 2. Oh, no. my God. No. What about... Did you mention Treasure Planet 2? I yeah. remember there was something there. Yeah. I remember, like, some of these being a thing. And, like, like oh, yeah, there was an idea. And there was this plan for a... Going for to a the Academy. Yeah. Yeah. I actually wish that was kind of a thing. Maybe like a TV show. That would have been cool. But I like Love Jim, so. Uh, Disney Plus, like, do your thing. <laughs> uh, I don't know, like, that list, sorry, that list sounds like half of it is shitpost. But <laughs> I don't know if I, I'm just like glad it didn't happen because I could not live in a world where Snow White 2 exists. I couldn't. I, I just couldn't and also okay that sounds like shit post but it's actually it actually sounds like shit posting like someone on twitter would say that oh this these are the direct to video sequels that were cancelled like it's like the the thing that did it for me was like home on the range 2 <laughs> and black cauldron like, too but yeah, again that, that makes me like i don't like i do think that maybe not all of these are true some of these are but because we know them. about them, like from from good sources. But also, I I think that after all, after everything that we have seen, and we are almost done with these sequels, like is it really that insane to think that they would take any option that they had to to do a cash grab no. of it? And no. so, like, I think that they it's not um, too crazy to think that all of these were at least. Considered, about. considered yeah. at one point. And when we thought that the Lion King live action was shit posting, but then it wasn't. Oh uh, yeah, I I remember me thinking they will never do a Lion King live action because all of them are animals and they cannot do live action animals. And that was Boo Boo the Fool because they just went for CGI animation and called it live action. And yeah, yeah. so ridiculous. I love that word. Thank you for bringing that into my vocabulary. Oh, um, I didn't just say it before. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> My mom started saying it now. <laughs> oh, okay. I love that. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, little number three, we were trashing it. So you guys go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so are we going good things and bad things? Whatever you want to say. Okay. So, let's... Oh, my God. <laughs> what, have, what have I not said yet? Okay, good things. Basically, like... You said you had questions. He's great. What? You said you had questions. I think I voiced them out throughout... Oh, as okay. We through our recap, but I'm gonna just go through all. I'm just gonna go through my little recap of what I think of the film overall. Yeah. Benjamin, great, pure boy, love him. <laughs> Need more. At Disney Plus. <laughs> Sebastian and Marina love their rivalry. They are like two drama queens just going at it and one upping each other, and I want more of that. That was very entertaining to watch. Bad things everything else <laughs> <laughs> this movie is so boring oh wait one more good thing i like the sister's personalities this movie is so freaking boring i just can't i just i just cannot believe that it is in more than an hour and it seems like it's two hours and it's just this should have been 30 minutes it should have just been like a tinkerbell short just that yeah. that's all we needed Aww. from this film and oh i remember my question my question was, like, how did they do The Little Mermaid so dirty? How did they do Ariel so dirty? I don't understand. If they can do Cinderella so great, you know? Like, you could have done a slice of life film. This could have been one short in, like, Aww. a triad of three different slice of life films about Ariel. That could have, like, that would have been great. That would have been fun. I would have welcomed that because I would like to know about, more about Ariel. You can do slice of life stuff and make it interesting hashtag craig of the creek but <laughs> <laughs> this, ain't it. this ain't it <laughs> this is so boring it's so lazy there's no love here what the hell did they do the flounder what the uh, hell did they i hate do that my boy flounder yeah what the heck you don't they it's just it, like just that character characterization of flounder just shows that they did not care about like the original film they didn't like care to make sure if the characters were acting the way they did and the way they did with trident too they just fed into his angry dad trope they didn't do anything with yeah. him they could have done something good they could have done something that added to this film because they were talking about her mom her mom but her mom's barely in it you know they yeah. just focus on the music and like how like i get it like she's dead they show how she died but they they just focus on what we already know about the film. That music's a big part of Atlantica, and it's just getting that back. You know, nothing was really added to to the story with this film. It was just like what we've been saying. It's just the same film over and over again. The original film was banning Ariel from humans. The second film was banning Melody from mermaids. <laughs> the third film is banning everyone from music. <laughs> Is ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, and also like just jumping into what you said, like yes, the plot is boring, and also the villain of this story has nothing to do with the story. So this feels like a, a story that shouldn't have a villain, and it's okay. You don't need a villain in your movie to make it good. But if you're gonna add a villain, then have the villain have some kind of relation with the plot that that seems like a basic screenwriting thing to do like yeah if you're gonna yeah. have uh, a villain in a movie about uh, you know banning music then maybe your uh, villain is the one that's forcing the ban 
you know, something, mm -hmm. anything that remotely mm -hmm. has something to do with what you are saying the main plot is. But she's not, she's completely detached from it. She's only, her only yeah. motivation is getting a, a new job. And that has nothing, she's, she's not bothered by no music. She sings, she, like, the, the laws do, yeah. do, do not apply to her. She's singing her way into, like, in her chambers, and no one cares. And she has nothing to do with anything else. And it's, it just feels so detached, and you don't care at all. And yeah. Oh. Um, it's very yeah, sad. I feel you. <laughs> Things you liked? <laughs> okay. I uh, like everything Timmy said. I do think Benjamin is great. He's the best part of the movie. Uh, the animation is good. The animation is really um, pristine. It's really modern. It like the shading, the lighting, mm -hmm. the movement, everything. It's really like on point. And I do like the sisters, but I feel like I could have used more of them. Like, like not in quantity, yeah. but like in quality. Like we just get snippets of mm. their personalities, and I'm sure like we get to see more of them in the TV show. But I did not watch the TV, sh the TV show, at least not mm. a lot, so that I, that that I remember it. So this is my only uh, approach to the sisters. And yes, we get to be a part of this adventure with them. But they're mainly just in the background. They do not do anything in the climax. They're just kind of bystanders in this movie. They're not even like yep. the reason that the club got um, discovered mm -hmm. because it was Marina. And they do not add a lot to the movie except like, oh, these are Ariel sisters and we get to know them a little bit more. And I don't know, I think... And you wanted to talk about their designs? My main grip is just like... They all kind of look like Ariel. Like, the face is basically yep. the same. I agree with you. And... They have the same face. Really and the same, same eyes same and face. the same kind of body. Like, there's no variation in their bodies. Like, I think they all wear the same bra size and their, their hips are all yeah. the same. And I don't know. I think I... Again, if you have seven sister, seven daughters... Not all of them are going to look alike. And yes, a lot of sisters do look a lot alike. And even if they're not twins, maybe they will look like twins because of genes. But not to this level. And especially if you're doing yeah. an animated movie where you have the control of the of the designs, then maybe, maybe do something more creative. And maybe this is not something to put on this movie because that goes back to the original movie. That's where the designs were made. But in that movie... You were not supposed to pay attention to the to the other princesses mm -hmm. at all, yeah. and this movie is trying to get attention to them. And I don't know; it just kind of falls flat for me. That and you know the designs are just not that appealing. Just that they are very very colorful. Yeah, sorry, very colorful. And I think mm -hmm. the main thing that makes this a very Peggy Holmes movie, that as I was saying, is like those little interactions because. Uh, they do kind of feel like the fairies interacting with each other, you know, mm. and the different personalities yeah, bouncing saying. from one and to another. And that's a very, that's a, that's a, that's a strength. And that's something that, you know, the, the fairy movies are about the fairies. So we get to see a lot more of that. And it's about that. But this is not. Mm -hmm. So this is like a, this is like a fairy movie that has Peter Pan as the main character. I don't know if that makes sense. 
Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I see you. Like you wanted to know. Yeah, I feel you because the parts that are interesting about Ariel's past are, you know, the things that we don't know from the original, her sisters, uh, the relationship with her mother, yeah, the way she's passionate about humans and how she collects the things. Also, I heard that people speculate that Ursula was going to be a part of this, and they yeah. going, they were going to show how they she was banished. I think that does does always been a rumor that that's always been a rumor, and it was never planned. Mm-hmm. That's also an interesting thing. I don't know if you know, oh, Andy. Been. As you're talking, like yeah. that could have, yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, that could have been like the three the different short stories they could have done in a. Like, little oh. short film anthology. Like, a story about her mom when she's alive, so you know more about her mom. A story about her sisters, so you know about her sisters. And just, like, one little side story about Sebastian and Marina. Like, <laughs> yeah, that would have been yeah. fine. That would have been yeah. so valid. And I feel like you would have had the time to do each one of them yeah. well. Because, like, here, you're trying to fill, like, a, it's an hour and 17 minutes. You're trying to fill that time with a nothing movie. But if you yeah, condense exactly. your time and just do more with the potential for more interesting stories, you, as a creator and a writer and an artist, you might be able to put more care and love into it. Just yeah, yeah it's definitely. just it was set up to fail. That's all. Also, no, yeah, I agree with you. And also, I just I was going to say that I like the relationship between between Sebastian and Marina, and I actually kind of like Marina. Like, not as the villain of this movie, just, like, as a character. But then I just realized, like, she's watered down. Pun. (laughs) She's even, she's purple. Oh. And she goes, and she puts on, like, really, like, I don't know, like, extravagant clothing when she thinks that she reached the top and she wants a promotion. Yeah, she wants a promotion. And she wants to, she has a rival yeah, and she has a sidekick that's not really a bad person. He just and he, and it's really adorable and big. Yeah, and big. yeah. Ooh. Like You're they right. watched in your group and they just made it underwater. And they're like, I want that. I don't want that. <laughs> but I want that. Yeah. Uh, wow. Wouldn't you? Do you? Do you think it would have been a good idea? Now I'm just I'm just throwing things things at the wall. If somehow. This movie, this movie's villains were both Ursula and Morgana. Like, bring back Morgana. This is like a prequel. Yeah, like, and at this point, both of them are alive, and there's a lot we don't know about their relationship because, and the first movie, in the first movie, we don't know that Morgana exists, but in the second movie, uh, she tells she tells like the audience that she was uh, rivals with her sister and that their parents uh, always loved Ursula more and she was over always overshadowed by her, but you know they still were sis. Oh God, what if they had made some kind of plot that uh, included both Ursula and Morgana as sisters and also Ariel and her sisters and do like a sister movie and like just showing how oh different God. those relationships are. And the queen could have been alive through all this. Ariel doesn't know Ursula. Yeah, that's the only trouble that I have. And like, here we go, here we go, Gina. I'll help you out. It's part of the short (laughs) film anthology, but just focus on Ursula and Morgana's relationship. And then that's like a short film story, like and maybe add it in. And maybe 
it was like before, before, like before the sisters were Maybe born when, and it's against Trident. When, when Ooh, Trident and Athena go, were go, young, go. like why don't we get a movie of King Trident meeting Athena and falling in love? There we go another one yes please and then so like much. the villains are morgana and and ursula and now when we do when you watch the little mermaid 2 and morgana shows up and sebastian goes like mm -hmm. it's it's ursula's sister and now you have background and you're like oh yeah i know her because i saw the prequel ah okay <laughs> yeah Disney hire us. Yeah, it always amazes me. The same thing over and over again. It always really amazes did. me that somehow we come up with better plots or better ideas on the spot in the podcast just by thinking about the characters and just finding things that weren't there before and kind of wanting to connecting them. Why can't they do that? Like, if you had asked me to write a prequel to Little Mermaid, I would have never come up with a footloose, <gasps> with footloose. underwater <laughs> how does that happen like I, I don't know but yeah, yeah maybe you know what this is this is fan fiction this movie was fan fiction they found online and they were like you know what we're gonna make this into a movie because we don't have money to write a new script so let's just go for the fanfic and don't ask questions and this feels because like a fanfic no I was going to say that yeah because it has it even has like Flounder and aerial meeting and fanfic things that you would want to explain. And an underground yeah. secret club <laughs> that's very hard to get into unless you're Marina and the plot needs you to be there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I think I've, I've said everything I have to say about this. I don't want to talk hey. about it again. <laughs> I'm just glad that Peggy Holmes like found her footing and she yeah, made yeah. good movies. Yeah, the movies with characters she enjoy. Yeah, because I don't think that she really like enjoy working with Ariel because I don't think like Ariel had much to do in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and she didn't yeah. write the script, so she was just given the script and was told to direct it. And oh, so I okay. bet she just did her best, you know, with what okay, she had. Okay, so the good the things that we like are Peggy Holmes things. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm killing with that. <laughs> hmm. Um, do you, do we have anything else to add, Timmy? No. <laughs> Great. I think you love lovely. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, so do you want to move on to the other thing, which is, is it an upgrade or a downgrade, uh, Timmy? It's a downgrade. It tried to be an upgrade. It tried, but it failed. Does it, it though? Like... Does it try? That's it has potential. <laughs> it can add stuff to yeah. the history, but it doesn't do it very well. So ultimately, it's a downgrade to a very great movie that like just encapsulates what a good like Disney princess fantasy film is. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Yeah. Andy? Uh, well, okay, hear me out. This is a downgrade to The Little Mermaid. This is a downgrade to The Little Mermaid TV show. And this is a downgrade a downgrade to Footloose. I want them <laughs> to apologize to Footloose. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I don't even like Footloose. Yeah, exactly. It's not like Footloose is a great movie. I, 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 no, I only not. ever watched it once. But I don't remember being like, oh, yeah, this is a great movie and this is a great plot. 
like <laughs> it um, needs to be re- it needs to be out again with a little mermaid theme uh, oh. yeah Gina? uh i agree i think it's a downgrade like but barely like it, it's not a, like for me it's barely like um a grave <laughs> it does because <laughs> it doesn't doesn't really tap into it doesn't dare to tap into the original movie the way that you know bambi 2 does you know it's just like oh this is like a completely random story from completely unrelated events to the original movie that we have no consequence in that movie so it has no point to exist and and that's not bad per se but if you're gonna do a movie like that try to make it good (laughs) try to make it not boring yeah and try to give it a plot that at least feels like a Little Mermaid plot. This suffers from the same thing that Fox and the Hound too. That this could have been anything <laughs> else. This could have been a completely other set of characters, and it wouldn't change most things. You know, it could be adapted. And I think that's the like the big the, this movie's biggest issue, which is like that that is completely boring, and that the plot is paper thin, and more than that, it had potential to do other things. And we just spent 10 minutes just brainstorming ideas for things that they could have done. So it's not like great ideas weren't out there. They just decided not to go for them. And that's very sad because I do think Ariel and The Little Mermaid deserved better. But oh well. Definitely. So, yeah. So do you guys have your gradings? I do. Um... Uh, Tammy, you, you go first. Yep. Uh, this movie made more than one mistake. Oh! oh. I love, I love un, that. Uno error. Uno error. <laughs> uh, I think we're getting better at, the, at these ratings as, as we near the end of this. Good thing! We're only, we have only three <laughs> left to go. And we're getting better at, like, coming up with it on the spot, I think. Well, at least for me, because I'm not preparing anymore. But it's just, like, I got this. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, To be honest, I haven't prepared this rating since, like, episode three. So all all this time I've been (laughs) winging them. Uh, um, Andy? I always prepare them. Like, that's the thing that I think about when I'm watching the movie, what am I going to say? (laughs) That's a very Capricorn thing of you. (laughs) Oh, yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, so what oh, is okay, it? Okay, but my grade? Yeah. Okay, my grade is this movie needs to be banned from the kingdom. Oh, nice. So I would say that I want to bury this movie very deep, deep, deep under the sea. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> good. Yeah. That doesn't sound like, like made up on the spot at all. It was, um, I'm, so thank you. Really? I, I congratulate you. <laughs> thank you. Thank We're you. done! And it's <laughs> over! Honestly, yeah. I didn't think we would have that much conversation to have about this movie, and we're almost at the two-hour mark. <laughs> so, yeah, that's great. That was really fun, guys, even though the movie wasn't. This was fun <laughs> to talk about. Oh, as always, it's always fun to talk to you about it, because you get me. <laughs> So the next movie we are going to cover uh, next, whatever, is actually Winnie the Pooh from 2011. So Hi. I've never watched that. So let's see how it the goes. The only revival or era 
movie that I haven't watched. Me too. And so we're going to get to see Benjamin in his original bear form. <laughs> bear form. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's it, guys. Um, do you want to say anything else before we go? It's just that we finished with direct-to-video sequels. <gasps> the end of an yeah. era. This was... I Actually, like, this is... Okay, we know. We know that this movie is... Like, gathered kind of, kind of nostalgia. Yeah. But I don't, we don't feel, like, particularly like these are great movies. But this is really the end of an era. Like, it was almost 20 years. No, 15 years, maybe? And now we're here. And I don't know. It's kind of sad because I know that... <laughs> it's not It's not that really, really, really sad because Disney, too, like, continued. But now it's... And I think that actually Disney Toon got better at movies <laughs> after they started making the, the, the direct-to-video sequels. And it kind of makes me sad because they just, like, shut it up, shut it down. And <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope that we can talk about their other movies as well. I don't know me if too. Want to do that. I really want to do that too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Agreed. <laughs> it's a book closing today. Yeah. We will remember oh. you not very fondly direct to to home video movies. <laughs> no. But now we are into a new era of theatrically released movies and that means we're one step closer to Frozen 2. Yeah. Great. We're all almost It's all going to be worth it then. Yay. So thank you guys <laughs> for listening. Uh, remember that you can get in contact with us at Two Division Podcast on Twitter. Wait. Yeah. Two Division Pod on Twitter. Sorry. And you can send us an email at Two Division Podcast at gmail.com and we love to hear anything that you want to tell us, your comments, questions, and everything else you want to send our way. And thank you. And we will see each other next episode. So thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.